0: Well, hello again, friends. What a privilege it is to be back and to share another hour with you. Tonight, I'm going to challenge you just a little, just a little bit. Before we begin our message tonight, I'd like to say happy Juneteenth. I mean, I've heard of it, but I never knew and most of us are very ignorant about this particular act or action where the slaves were freed. And, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing, and I can piggyback off of it, okay? But the slaves never got the memo that they were free, and they remained in captivity for several more years and it's an uh, it's just a terrible tragedy when you hear the story. But I can't say it's a rush to make it a national holiday. But that's an understatement. Uh, but you know we need to to begin educating the African American about about how we were liberated. But I don't think that uh, the the party on the left would want that. You know, I hear now they're removing the photos of of, of can we say uh, whites from the Democrat Party from yesteryear, you know, and uh, they were all of the same persuasion. You, you understand what I mean. It's the Democrat Party. So they're removing monuments and the like to, to in some way cover, but we're also erasing a history that we would like to keep alive. Because after a while, it'll be, what are you talking about? There's no, what symbols do you have to support what you have to say right now? So we're removing all of the symbols, and I believe that they should be left alone as a, as a vivid reminder that we need to remain vigilant in the United States of America. But that's my statement there. I'd like to say hello to, to all of you. Thank you. For, for putting up with me for all of this time. Now, tonight we're going to take a look at, at, at a few things. And I'm going to begin by reading one verse of Scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 18. Very impressive and very important verse as we go through life. And the Bible reads, In much wisdom is much grief. He that increaseth knowledge, increaseth sorrows. Mm, The more you know, the more you worry. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, Father, we thank you for this wonderful privilege to come into your presence and be in the presence of, of this company. We ask that you would bless us all from your word and from the discussion that we will have, that we might be challenged, challenged to serve you with gladness, challenged to love with a a complete love the way that you love us, O God. Thank you for loving us and blessing us. You've, You've been good to us. Thank you for this great nation in which we live. Lord, we see it's fraying at the edges, but we put our trust in thee and and we realize that these may be your corrective measures, but we ask what thou doest, please do quickly. We, we see people dying, O oh Lord, in, in unexpected ways during this particular time. Lord, we cry out unto you. There is so much fear in the land. We pray for your body. We pray for the church. We thank you for the, the, the remnant that have been worshiping, O oh God, through this pandemic for well, they have been the ones who kept things going. We, we thank you for, for the churches that are now preparing to, to reenter the marketplace and begin worshiping publicly again, oh God. We pray that you'd give them boldness to continue, and we pray that we go back to reaching the individuals that are lost. We realize that this is a wonderful opportunity to do such, for men are dying, women are dying, children are dying. Lord, especially seniors, and we cry out unto you and we ask that you would just, Lord, you have the ability to say, peace, be still. And, and even a tempest will stop. So we know you can stop this pandemic. Oh, Lord, we, I don't know if you think we've gotten a message, but we cry out unto you. We recognize it's you who brought it and not the lab in Wuhan. We are not concerned about what the scientists have to say. We realize that we are in need of repentance, oh, God. But if we who are listening tonight can repent for our culture, we would. So we ask, oh, Lord, that you would forgive us of our sins. Then bless us from your word so that we can be more complete, so that we can be more effective in our ministries, O God, that we can be more efficient in the utilization of our time and all of the resources that you have dispensed our way. We thank you for our supporters. We ask, O Lord, that you'd bless every household. Bless the work of our hands. Bless our children. Bless our grandchildren. Please bless our marriages. We thank you. For the marriages oh god we pray for for, for our lord bless the pastors the, the men that will carry the word going forward from here give them all of the boldness that they would need to stand fast in a liberty wherewith you have made us free with all of the boldness of john thank you now lord Please accept this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving that we offer unto you this hour. We are offering it in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, O Father. We come to you through your spirit, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. But we thank you for his intercessory prayer with groanings that cannot be uttered. Thank you. In Jesus' name we ask these blessings. Amen. Now, I could have spent this whole hour praying with you. Because we need much prayer. Now, uh, where I'm going to take you tonight, um, don't forget, in much wisdom is much grief. He that increaseth knowledge, increaseth sorrow. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. It's okay to be in the dark at times. When you are a child, maybe. But why are we still in the dark? I mean, you know, I- I'm piggybacking over the June 30th, t- i um, pardon me, Juneteenth, you know, I understand it's the 19th and June, so you got one word, you know, and, you know, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm listening, and it's kind of like, wow, they hid that from us for, for years, that we, I mean, this is not a white or black thing, all right, come on, let's be realistic here, in that civil war, more whites died, I mean, come on, let's be realistic here, you fought, Everyone, okay? And God was with the Union Army, and they emerged victoriously. It was time to abolish slavery. And in Texas, when when they decided to abolish slavery, I'm going to go and, like I said, we're going to have to learn about this. I don't know enough. But just to hear that after it has been announced that we have been set free, that they did not get the memo on the plantation. I'm talking about the servants. So you worked for an additional two years plus. It was all for free anyway, but you understand what I mean when you you've been emancipated. So the idea that it's so easy to hide things from people important things from people and I believe that that's still happening today. And, in fact, I'll back it up tonight. Now, uh, there are some things about God, attributes, and, you know, he has these ways about him. His standards are impeccably high. Holiness, hating sin, but yet he is a God of love. He'll never change. I I mean, just think about him. Now, our God is all-knowing. Everything. Every time. Everywhere. What was it they say? He, He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. You know, we, we know that's only talking about the omniscient God. That's why we don't go give any credence to Satan. You know, SATA and same thing. But the idea that only God has that luxury, that power, that... I mean, just think about it for a second, okay? So what I'm saying to you is, that if you believe that God exists, then your conscience will be God-centered. Please understand where I'm going with this. God's standards of right and wrong will dominate your conscience. You'll feel bad when you, you, know, when you do something not in accordance with God's will. Okay, I'm going to show you a couple of scriptures from the New Testament to convince you that it's there. God pre-wired that stuff into us at the factory. But, 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 but guess what? Even though he did that, uh, it still has to be activated. It really does have to be activated. Because if you aren't born again, then there's no hope for you in this world or the life to come. And what you're able to see with your naked eyes is far from the reality that us as Christians perceive and see. We can see the whole picture. So we march to the beat of a holy drummer. And when we don't, when we don't measure up, when we don't meet the standard, then there's something called guilt. Guilt. And the natural human reaction is shame. That's what we have. And do you know that God speaks about that in Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, here's what he said, verse 14. I'm going to read it for you. He says, verse 14 and 15, he says, For when the Gentiles would have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. Listen to this, okay? There, we, we know the difference between right and wrong already, whether you're born again or not. So, it has been pre-wired at the factory when God sent you into your mother's womb. Where was it? About four or five days where your heart began to beat, etc., etc. And you came. You were here. Your life begins there. Now, I just want you to think about this for a minute. So, us... Gentiles, even before we came to Christ, we knew the difference between right and wrong, and, and, and we still had a conscience towards right and wrong. When you saw violence, when you, you, you saw injustice, it bothered you, any of these things. Nobody supports a bully, no matter what the culture It's always the guy who who is able to come in and and take care of the, the threat, the bully. So we all have a sense of decency. But guess what? Here's what I want you to see. God's preeminent attribute. The one that shows up more than any other. We know he got power. Oh yes, he's omnipotent. We know he is the wisest ever. Okay? Omniscient God. Okay. But you know what? Love. Love. There is one. Love describes, it personifies God. God is love. I I I want you to think about that. You are so stressed about all of the things happening in your personal life. Oh. Guess what? If you only knew the power. That's in God's word. The medicine that's there. Okay? Now, now, I'll tell you something about medicine. Okay? I have taken medicine through my lifetime. All different types of medicine. And so have you. There is something about medicine that you're not expecting it to be a favorable taste. If you're giving me some some medicine, whether it's liquid or if it's a pill, you better swallow it before, you know, any of that pill breaks free in your mouth. And you know what I'm talking about. Because most medicines taste bitter. It's nasty. I remember, who was it? Julie Andrews and uh, uh, Mary Poppins or something like She said, just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. The premise there is that sugar will cover the You understand what I'm saying to you? And the Bible is medicine to the soul. But it's also comfort. You know, when we think about medicine, I was going to say something humorous, but I'll leave it alone. Let's get back. Now, where I'm going with this Very, very important. I'm not going to lose you. The Word of God is here for us, and and God's standard of right and wrong, God's standard of what's important and what's not. All right? That's that's what we have in America. We are, uh, 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 can we say, a godly nation or, or a Christ centric nation? With His love and His caring for fellow men. and all of that; those are American ideals, and now we we we're we being stressed. So the American people are being forced to examine our culture right now. But I'm saying to you that. I don't think we can see the whole picture. Now, if you have a godly conscience, love will be the standard. Okay, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. That's what we have as Christians. That type of love. Oh, it doesn't matter about race. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We are brethren, literally. And guess what? We have all eternity. We're not even going to have differences to sort out. We're just going to spend all eternity enjoying one another's company. And I'm looking forward to it with all of the people in heaven were one particular race. huh? That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? God made such diversity in culture, in the way we eat, in the way we praise, in the way we worship. I believe the Jewish people are the most emotional. I mean, they are really emotional in their worship. I've seen some Muslims, you know, You know, beating themselves with knives and swords and stuff. You know, I mean, come on, you know. That's like, to me, that's like the guys in West Virginia who say, if you believe in God, you better put your hand down here in this rattlesnake pit. No. Okay? No, we don't go to those extremes. Okay? There's nothing for us to prove to anyone down here. Okay? So the point I'm making is, as Christians, we love. And that's what a godly conscience actually. But but the, the, the sin causes a lot of stress, and a lot of us get sick as Christians because we are harboring maybe some hurtful feelings in our heart. You know, well, well, he wronged me or she wronged me. I'm not. I'm not going to try to 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 reconcile. I'm not going to try to. They know they did me wrong, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. If You understand, you become bitter, you become hardened. Sin causes problems for us, and before you know it, you need to be medicated. And that's what sin does. So to us that have a, 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 can we say a God consciousness? Oh boy, sin hurts. Sin, I mean, you just get, I mean, God sees you. Yes, he does see you. But what if you didn't have that God consciousness? Okay, j- just think about it for a minute. Huh? Then the things that stress us out wouldn't stress you out. One time I found $30 on the sidewalk. Just on the sidewalk. What in the what, what, what are the odds on that happening just like that? Boom. You walk up on $30 on the sidewalk. Now, I, there was nobody else there. I don't know. Okay? And it's kind of like, okay, what do I do with that $30? I don't have all day to go to the police station and turn it in and, and give them my name in the event that they don't find a rightful owner and all of that kind of stuff. It was 30 bucks. So I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put this 30 bucks into ministry. I'm going to put it into something that will be a blessing to somebody else. Okay? Because somebody must have lost this money, okay, that I just found. So, a culture devoid of God consciousness. Here's what we have. Without God's worship and his influence, you'll believe things like we can have gender reassignment. Okay. You know, I mean, you might have been born with girl parts, but if you feel like a boy or you think you can make it better as a boy or you just prefer being masculine to being feminine, you can have your gender reassigned. You see, that's a culture devoid of God. Right. Please understand. The elevation of animals all of a sudden animals are equal with men you know crime stoppers pay you know $2500 to to if you help them gain a conviction but it's always more money if someone harms an animal okay yes they are pet children and things of that nature no it's a dog it's a cat please put things in perspective i'm not saying don't take care of your pet but wait a minute here Let's not get this thing twisted. Okay? So, we have Do you know, let me explain something to you. A God consciousness, all right, revolves around the family. There are certain traditions that we have that that just I mean, it's called marriage. That's a great tradition, marriage. It was God's design for having children. Because in a marriage, you see the Godhead and you can begin to understand the inner workings of the Godhead. There is a father, there is the son or the word, and there is the Holy Ghost. In the household, you have the father, the mother, and the children. And the roles are exactly the same. One family. But the dad is the head of the family in God's economy. The mother is submissive submissive to her husband. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Okay? Because he said the husband is the head of the wife. Okay? Even as Christ is the head of the church. And if the church is subject unto Christ, let the wife be subject unto her husband in everything. But he also told the husband, love the wives as Christ loved the church. If you love her like Christ loved the church, I think there's a pretty good inclination that she'll be obedient and all of the things. She'll submit unto you as unto the Lord. Okay? Because you are caring. And you're sharing. So, so please understand what I'm saying here. So in the family, but, but you see, the, the, the family as we know the family... Please understand. Now, where are you going with this, Pastor Noel? It's 822. I want you to see that everything begins with God. All right? He knows your secret thoughts. What if there is no God? Then whosoever influences our thinking is occupying that preeminent position of influence Okay? And even influencing our values. Just listen to what I'm saying. And our social order. The news media in America <laughs> at present. okay. I- I'm telling you. They have a type of autonomous power and-, and influence. Okay. Now, what are you saying, Pastor Noel? Well, here's what I was looking at this week. All right. Suppose... You don't hear about something. Did it happen? And you just didn't hear about it? Or did it happen at all? Or do you care whether it happened or not? Very difficult place for me to be right now. But bear with me. I remember probably a month ago this week going back. The president, Donald Trump, the week of the 19th, somewhere around, yeah, a month ago, the president came out in a news briefing and said, well, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine. Anybody remember that? And oh my God, the room erupted into laughter and concern. Now we know they weren't concerned about the president's well-being, okay? Because I think they'd be thrilled a lot of the press based on their, uh, can we say their trajectory of questions and the like? Okay. I just want you to think about this for a minute. Now, suppose you were to find this out. I'm reading something for a second. It doesn't matter, or does it? It says the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons sue the FDA for irrational interference of access to life-saving hydroxychloroquine. I'm gonna read this to you. The Association of American Physicians and Surgeons filed a lawsuit against the Department of Health and Human Services and the FDA for irrational influence by the FDA with timely access to hydroxychloroquine. Never in history Have we seen such a determined effort by the scientific community and pharmaceutical industry to downplay and lie about the use of a successful drug to treat a deadly disease? Hydroxychloroquine is the first choice in a study of 6,000 plus doctors treating the coronavirus. In the field and and independent testing, hydroxychloroquine displayed amazing results in treating COVID-19 viruses. We saw people who were singing the testimony and praising this particular treatment. We saw it. But there was great pushback against hydroxychloroquine for two reasons. The first reason was because it was safe and very inexpensive. The second reason is because Donald Trump promoted its use. It's not a stretch to say the Democrat establishment would rather see the suffering than to see President Trump be proven right. So the so-called experts went to great lengths to lie and smear the use of the drug. Now, that's a Awful boast, Pastor Noel. How can you say something like that? Here is how I can say something like this. Just because you didn't read this. Okay? Now, here's an exclusive. Here's something. Okay, check this out. The Lancet study on hydroxychloroquine was a complete fraud. The authors are linked to the pharmaceutical industry and people died because of their lives. The Lancet Medical Journal apologized this week and pulled the controversial hydroxychloroquine study. The study released by Lancet titled hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine with or without a microlide for treatment of COVID-19, a multinational registry analysis. That's what it was called. It was retracted after it was found to be a complete fraud. Reuters reported, an influential study that found hydroxychloroquine increased the risk of death in COVID-19 patients has been withdrawn a week after it, it led to major trials being halted. Adding to confusion about a malaria drug championed by the U.S. President Donald Trump, the Lancet Medical Journal pulled the study after three of its authors retracted it citing concerns about the the quality and veracity of data in it. Wow. Do Do you understand? So the Lancet study's entire purpose was to lie about the drug's abilities in order to promote more expensive pharmaceutical alternatives. And of course, the authors also knew they would embarrass President Trump in the process. What makes this so sinister is the fact that hundreds of thousands of individuals may have been saved, okay, from high... I mean, think about it, but died from coronavirus instead. Huh? The authors had no respect for those suffering or the thousands that would die. Their only concern was to make a profit off an expensive alternative. And the liberal media, as usual, ran with it. The Lancet study on hydroxychloroquine was completely fabricated. We now have proof that the entire study was a complete fraud. The funding source, um, source for the, the paper was a major U.S.-based pharmaceutical company. They can't call, we can't call names. Okay, Just think about it. Now, these authors knew what they were doing. Many died because of their faulty study. They knew was complete garbage. Will anyone be brought to justice? No. Because it wasn't reported. And if it's not reported, it didn't happen. Right? And the point I'm making is America is no longer a two-party system. Okay? Because we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have all of the platforms that we utilize and exchange ideas. Okay? That are actually censoring content that is not consistent with their orthodoxy. Just think about it for a minute, okay? So it seems as though the swamp, as they were called during the last election cycle, all right, are so pervasive that there is nothing that we can do. We can't fix law enforcement. What are we going to do to the beat cop? You know, a good example of what I'm saying to you right now is the gentleman that just got killed in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, I mean, you know, when you, you really think about it, Richard Brooks, okay? Now, um, we went back and forth with this, Jesse and I did, okay? And the law was broken, and and, you know, the consequence of it, of resisting arrest, was what transpired, and um, we had that discussion no matter how we look at it, okay? Um, it's different from the George Floyd case in that, you know, George Floyd never once resisted arrest, okay, we never saw that in any of the videos. What we saw was a man has his life taken away. So, but in this case, we we saw the entire encounter, and we saw everything that happened, but no matter where you stand, You know, I think there are several considerations, okay, that should be obvious, okay? One, considering the climate, I mean, everyone is protesting all around the world. Atlanta had just suffered a lot of protests. And here is somebody that you already frisked and searched and laughed at for a long time, made fun of him with all of the different things. And, you know, and I thought the first officer did a a magnificent job until I saw a recent video. Okay. So if you know the whole story, now you might say, well, this part of the story doesn't matter, Pastor Noel, because once he resisted arrest, you know. I didn't I don't remember, but one of the charges was that they never announced that he was under arrest. I don't know. Okay? But I think, you know, they that that I mean, I don't know. You know, they put your hands behind your back. You know, and okay, at that point, you surrender. You give him your hands. Okay? So we understand that. There were problems. He did not want to go to jail. Well, wait a minute. You were drunk. (laughs) I mean, I'm still having trouble looking at it. Because I would have laughed at him and let him go at that particular moment, considering everything else that's going on in America. He dropped a taser, Keep on, let him run. But even so, the officers were in the right. Just because you you have the right to do so doesn't mean that you should exercise it. Come on now, you got to show a little compassion. Somehow, I don't think that would have happened that way if you know things were a little bit different. Lock up the car, send them packing, something. I think that's that's the type of policing we want. He wasn't armed, he hadn't committed any crime. If there was a, a, a warrant out for his arrest, at any given time, let me tell you something. At any given time, I look back, and there have been warrants out for my arrest. I'm not proud of it. Goodness, I can't even tell you how many times I've been in the back of police cars and it's kind of like, what, what are you doing back here? You better get your act together, Derek Noel. You know, is what I'm saying to myself because I'm in a police car. And, Wait a minute, I'm not breaking any laws. You know, but I mean, you got to feel like you're doing stuff. You know. Sometimes you miss this or you miss that. Okay, and there's a warrant put out for your arrest. And sometimes you don't get the memo, just like I was talking about, you know, Juneteenth. A lot of the slaves didn't get the memo. But I'm just trying to put a lighthearted thing. But suppose you saw another video. Let me ask you a question. I agree with everyone who told me, well, the cops were right. Okay? It was a justifiable killing. They know he didn't have anything more than a taser. So you listen to the report, you know, I mean, you know, and all that. And we saw he fired it over his shoulder as he was running, the taser. We saw the blast of the CO2 or whatever it is. And then you heard the, the three gunshots. But guess what? There's another video that they didn't show you. Okay? Now you're saying, well, that video wouldn't change my mind. But there's another video that they didn't show you. And this video was actually captured. Uh, the girl was in, a, I think, an SUV where they were running towards. And she was kind of close. You know? And I think one of the bullets hit the truck that she was into. The other two struck him in his back. But but in this other video, all right, the cop who shot him ran up. You ever seen a penalty kick in soccer? Huh? You know, you you you, know, you got the goalie thinking you're going to the left, and you actually want to send it to the right or something like that. But you're gonna put some juice on it so that he can't recover the goalie. It was one of those kind of kicks. Wait a minute! You just shot the man twice and you run up and kick him? Now that might not matter to you. And then the other cop, the one I thought was the good cop who was interrogating well for 40 minutes and, and made light of everything is just when the other one came on. You know I mean? I'm not justifying Rayshard Brooks' behavior. But then the other cop walked up, and was he had like both his feet on his shoulders, you know, to keep him still on the ground. You know, it's kind of like, oh, okay. So we couldn't see that video, because that one would have reminded you of George Floyd. Now... It, is someone's, it doesn't change the anything that happened. The man had still run from the cops and stole a taser. I mean, that t- we call it a less than lethal option. But nevertheless, he still, I mean, law and order all the way. But after this, doesn't that show some kind of malice? If after you shoot him and he hits the ground, you're going to run up on him and kick him like a football. I mean, okay, maybe you shouldn't have been charged with, I don't know, but you wouldn't be working for a police force. So I just don't understand all of this. But you know what? Without God, okay, that's what we got. But I'm saying this to you. Sometimes you don't know the whole story before you rush to judgment or before you form an opinion. And that's what's rampant in America as we speak, and I don't think we can survive it. Because if the mainstream media is not going to report the news accurately, then they can't benefit us, and they're not reporting the news accurately. So how are we supposed to behave with the information at our disposal? What's supposed to happen now? Do you understand where I'm going with this? What are we gonna do? How can we survive? I don't think. Listen, the American people. We're hearing about polling again. Over oh, the polls, Biden is widening his lead over Donald Trump. Okay, Amy Klobuchar um, stepped out of the picture so to ensure that he picks a woman of color to be his running mate. Okay. Let me tell you something. As we stop and consider the Democrat Party, whoever Biden chooses as a running mate will actually be president. Okay? Because they already know that he's unfit for office. the man, I mean, you, they have to limit the questions that he has to answer. Could you imagine setting up a few debates against Donald Trump? So please understand all I'm saying. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. And he has a drag record that's Joe Biden's. So it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. All right. We are nearing America's end. And we can see it. And we know it. The America that we have known and that we enjoy, okay? There's an attitude shift that has happened. And the left doesn't like America the way America has been. So there's an attitude shift. So now America is like something to be destroyed. We hate all the institutions in America now. Defund the police! Anarchy! They they changed the name of Chaz, that new um, country, Chaz, what's it called now? It's CHOP. It's not Chaz anymore, it's CHOP now. Okay? And the mayor of Seattle calls it the summer of love. (laughs) Oh boy. Huh. That's what we have and that's how things are breaking down. You're gonna see a flight out of the cities like you've never seen in your life before. And I'll be right there. There's gonna be a flight out of the cities like you've never seen, okay? If each of these cities are autonomous zones like Washington, D.C. where the mayor of Washington can commission the safety department To paint Black Lives Matter, okay, probably about 25, 50 gallons of paint, okay, across 16th Avenue near the White House. Wow. Do you understand the implication of this? So the federal government doesn't really have any control anymore, and we can see that. Look at New York, look at New Jersey, look at Look at Washington State. Look at the Carolinas. What's happening? Look at California. So you see the cracks. And they've been, this is by design. Okay? This is not something that's just happening because Donald Trump, he has done more to prevent it than anyone else, because everyone else endorsed it. Okay. So please understand. I'm watching Israel right now. You know, they're building a wonderful overpass from from Jerusalem to some of the, you know, settlements. It's amazing what's happening in Israel, you know. And our president is still at work in Israel. So all I can tell you is my heart is broken for America because... The president is about to, is it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, tomorrow night, I believe more than a million people registered to try to go to his event. Gerald was saying, Dad, we ought to go to one of these Trump events. I said, I'm not sitting out anywhere for three or four days, okay, waiting to get into some event to see a rock star like Donald Trump, (laughs) I'm just not gonna do it. Okay, everyone wants to see him right now. Save us, please, is what what they're saying. He's the only one acting like he got some biblical sense. huh? Who else? Who have you seen hold up a Bible? Who have you heard talk about prayer or encouraging to open the churches? huh? What pastor have you heard that from other than me? They're hiding out. I showed you a couple weeks ago a lot of them. Want the government to say, it was your, you know, we want you to be able to say, you know, that you closed the churches. We don't want people to know that. We... You'll never get it back. You'll never get it back. You demonstrated you don't have faith to trust the Lord. you rather trust science. What about the climate change of, uh, 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 you know, agenda? You going with that one too? COVID-19 is going to kill us. No, God is going to kill us. This is more sinister than you realize. When people are callous enough to not share information that an inexpensive drug like hydroxychloroquine, something that you can get almost as, as cheaply as you can buy aspirin around the world, all right? And all of the people, look at how many seniors have died. Do you know that this is a wonderful opportunity for a lot of these Democrat states? Look at all the pension money that they save. Okay? You think it was just, what, ignorance that you would send recovering COVID sufferers to nursing homes where the seniors are more vulnerable, and no one has to answer for it because the news media is the lab dog of the left, so they work with them, so they don't report things that will embellish or in any way tarnish the reputation of the left, so if it doesn't get reported, look at James Comey and uh, Clapper and Brennan and, and Page and Schrock, and I can keep calling names, look at these individuals. They're out making money. There are no ethics in government anymore. Adam Schiff. Remember him? Trump is a Russian asset. He is still saying it. There's no censure? You can lie like that? To be a head of the committee, okay, and you're swearing in people, and then you begin by lying. But the left owns the news media. So guess what? They can operate with impunity. They can commit any crime that they choose. It doesn't matter. You can spy on the, the, the incoming president and attempt a coup against him. But if the news media doesn't touch it, guess what? It's, it didn't happen. It did not happen. So here is where we are. It did happen. In much wisdom is much grief. He that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. So much corruption. What do we do? Okay. One more little note. Bolton. How is our president been so wrong about selecting people for his cabinet. Man, Amarosa, okay? John Bolton, James Cohen. I mean, with friends like those, Donald, goodness. Now he is saying that Trump is a Chinese asset, that he asked, um, you know, Xi, the the Chinese premier, to help him get reelected, okay? Now, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Trump has been standing on China's neck the whole time he has been in office. How is the Chinese Premier going to help him get elected? When he, he actually signed up to put China in check and to bring our jobs back home. And he's been doing that. So you listen to this stuff, man, and you say, are we stupid or something? And a lot of us are because we get our news from suspect sources. I've got some good news for you. See this? Ah, just as relevant today as it was on yesterday, and you'll need it on tomorrow, okay? Here's what you got. The United States of America is actually becoming the major hub of the North American Union, all right? They know that the Republican Party will fail. All right? We may get another four years of Trump, but then he can't run again. And you can rest assured that if by chance Trump gets elected, I told you, they're gonna bring back the masks and we're gonna keep wearing masks until November. They're talking about a resurgence. Things are picking up with COVID-19. Well, maybe not so much. Maybe we're just doing a lot more testing now. All of a sudden, a lot more testing is going on, so we're finding out, guess what? A lot more people have it than we thought had it, but it doesn't change anything, all right? We're not gonna close back up. Now they're trying to force everyone to wear a mask, okay? And it's getting worse, and they're gonna shame you for not doing it. They're gonna mandate that you wear a mask. That's the way it's gonna go, okay? So we're going to fight just to breathe now. And that's what has happened. Our news media, as irresponsible as they are, listening to these scientists, Fosse and Burks and these other people, right? Then the president can't have his campaign event in Tulsa. You know why? He's bringing too many people together. Well, what are y'all complaining about? You say they're rednecks and you don't care. Let them come together then. Relax. You let the, the, the black trans, what are they called? The, the black trans, um, trans life matter. Okay. Did you see that at the Brooklyn Museum? You had thousands and thousands of uh, uh, grown men. Now, I have to share something with you. I was reading an article on that, and, and um, they're saying this. The Black Trans Lives Matter protest in Brooklyn, New York, okay, five days ago, okay, here is what they're saying. Black Trans Lives Matter, we are tired of having to pick sides. What? Tired of having to pick sides? If you have a penis, you know which side you're supposed to be on. If you don't have one, you know which side you're supposed to be on. Then you have a menstrual cycle. They're tired of having to pick sides. So we can change back and forth now. My Lord. Yeah, your lives matter too. Because the gospel is for you. And no one is beyond God's reach. If you're willing to submit to his love, real love, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. Okay, Jesus didn't run around saying, you, you this, you, you know, you harlot you. You know, you whore, you, you know, I've seen people do that out here in the street, preachers in the name of preaching. No, Jesus never did those things, even to the woman at the well. I mean, Jesus knew her her whole pedigree. I mean, this woman had been busy. Sounds like our culture kind of thing, you know, but Jesus didn't condemn her. He helped her. He healed her. And then she went out witnessing, come see a man who told me everything that I've ever done before. Is not this the Christ? That's what she said. And that's what this is all about. So whoever you are, wherever you are, however confused you are, come to Jesus. He will straighten you out. There's no love. Than what you experience, and I understand that people who are struggling with this, it's nothing for us to take lightly. There are people that are really, really hurting, and suicide maps their their culture. So we understand. But it's mission impossible, that's why. Be proud of what God made you. Whatever race you are, God knew what he was doing. Whether you're male or female, God knew what he was doing. You have to trust him. God has a problem with your conduct because you can't procreate. Sex has two purposes, not just pleasure, but procreation, okay? Okay? And if all we have is your culture, then our culture ends. It's unnatural. It just is, and you know it. It's mission impossible. That's why you're unable to do it. I'm not going to try to condemn you by saying, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? No, not one. You already know that. I have friends that struggled with homosexuality and since have, have demonstrated that Jesus is able to love them more than any twisted thing. Sometimes you were molested as children. could be anything. Okay? There's a lot of confusion, especially in the African-American community. There aren't many dads around, so we understand that. Sometimes, you know, I mean, the the frequency of traffic causes a problem, okay? Sometimes it's the culture, a lot of these men came out of prison. I mean, I've heard from a lot of black women if we, I mean, you know, a lot of the black men are in and out of jail, okay? We have problems that we have to address, but children are the heritage of the Lord. The Bible says, blessed is a man who has a quiver full of them. No, not the way we do it. Five or six kids in the house with different last names and stuff. And daddy is nowhere to be found. Okay? I'm not putting the blame on these women. God gave men power over women. Okay? Yeah, some of these men ought to be brought up on charges for society having to take care of your children or deal with the brokenness of your children. Okay? That's your failure, not society's. So in all the love that I can muster, give your heart to Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. He said, in all of your ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. Okay? Could you imagine children following in your footsteps? Okay. And don't tell me, well, she won't let me see my kids. I understand how that works. Okay. Even though you didn't secure a better commitment before you, you know, even though you didn't do that. Your children, I don't think if you, you know, you got to pay to play a lot of time. You don't just show up to see your kids. It it, it cost like 20-25 grand per child per year. Okay? Someone has to help. So what we have to do is come back to the Lord our God. Nothing is working without God. Our culture is falling apart. Okay, and we're watching it happen before our eyes. And we're trying to apply political solutions to a spiritual problem. Well, there's much laughter in that. Okay? Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Okay? Now, how did he become such? Picture this, his incarnation. God decided that he would dwell among men. But what was interesting, if you were God and you were sending your son, where would he be born? Not in Bethlehem. Not even in a hotel. They don't have a two-star hotel. They don't even have a Motel 6 in Bethlehem. At that point, there was an inn. And guess what? There was no room in the inn. And he was born in the stable of the inn. I can't even imagine the smell. Okay? That's where our Savior was born. And it seemed like it was all downhill from there. Foxes had holes, birds had nests, the Son of Man had no place to lay his head. That's just, I mean, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But guess what? To as many as receive him, to them give he power. In the presence tense, To them give he power to become the sons of God, to as many as believe on his name. I'm telling you, Jesus is the Christ of God. There is no salvation without him. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is no name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved but at the name of Jesus. No. No. Might be a lot of roads to hell, but there's only one way to get to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me, saith Jesus, who is the Christ. Do you understand that he is the personification of the Father's love? When we were yet without strength in due time, he died for us. I'm telling you, for God loved us so much that he gave his Son. And he didn't do it for good people either. Huh? You're thinking, oh, well, you know, well, certainly for, you know, for a good person, some did. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we are yet rotten, no good sinners with no hope in this world, Jesus died for us. That is love. Now, if you choose not to respond to it, then go to hell. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I might have sounded like I said it like, you know... But no, I wasn't cussing. I'm just letting you know that's where you're going to end up. It's Jesus or hell. Plain and simple. No in-between. No purgatory. You're not going to get reincarnated because you didn't do it right and come back. It's not going to happen. You get one shot at this. It is appointed unto all men to die once and after death. Guess what? Judgment. And at the name of guess who? Jesus, every knee shall bow, of things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So whether you get judged now and be found innocent, or get judged later and be found guilty, it's up to you. But God loves you so much that he did everything necessary for your redemption, and all you have to do is accept the fact that he did it and believe on his Son, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and he arose again from the dead. That is the whole gospel. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, I deliver unto you the gospel, how that Christ died for your sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried and that he arose again on the third day according to the scripture. Well, when we say that is the gospel, what is it that I have to believe in order to be saved? You have to believe the record that God gave of his son, that Jesus died died on that cross that he was buried and guess what happened on the third day he arose from the dead somebody said with all power in his hand because that's what he said all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth then he commissioned us to come reach you go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost he said teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i've said unto you and lo i'm with you always, even unto the consummation of the age. So that's why we're doing this. We're not doing it for any gain. We're doing it because we love you. And we want you to get it together. And we want you to be saved. If you find Jesus, let me tell you, we will change our culture one soul at a time. Will you help us? Okay. Are you a member of the body of Christ? Do you believe the record that God gave of his son? Just repeat after me. Just pray with me if you believe Jesus is the christ that he died was buried and arose again then you can follow him into everlasting life he's the first fruit of them that slept he's the first one to do it to rise from the dead never to die again and he said follow me into everlasting life remember the thief on the cross he said will you remember me when you come into your kingdom jesus said today you're gonna be with me in paradise boy Okay, He encouraged Jesus and reminded him what he was doing on the cross. That thief on that cross was instrumental in Jesus' ministry because he rebuked the other thief. What's wrong with you? We're being punished for what we have done. This man has done nothing wrong. That type of encouragement from a cross, man. Ooh, that no doubt gave Jesus what he needed to remember because we know he was hallucinating at times, okay? Okay, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't forsake you, Lord, he forsook Derek Noel. He forsook Jesse Dunard, okay? Because at that point you were bearing our sins. It wasn't you, you were sinless. So we understand the Father turned his back on us, but guess what, with your stripes we have been healed. Ooh, I love you, my friend. I hope this message has been a help to you. We're getting hoodwinked left and right, aren't we? Okay, who are you listening to? Okay, stop listening to these people. They have no idea what they're doing. They got folk wearing masks day and night all over the place. I mean, people are wearing masks in their automobiles. I mean, you might get something through the vents. And we, listen, go on with your life. Okay, live your life to the fullest, okay? Trust God with everything. Pray without ceasing. Don't worry about Listen, be a great witness. They are more afraid than we should be, okay? And that's what's really throwing me for a loop. Most of the pastors I know are petrified right about now, okay? And they, they how what are we going to do to open back up? We gonna, we, what are we going to do? I don't know what to tell you. Okay? I'm praying for you. Why'd you close? Okay? I just can't imagine. I'm still in awe at what has just happened. But guess what? So every time there's a little something going on, who guess who they're gonna shut down first? The willing, the ones who are business owners gave more pushback than Jesus' children. So anyway, let me stop. It just angers me to no end. It's a jealous over him with a godly jealousy. I know I'm a mess too, but for crying out loud, man, will there be any faith? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I hope I inspired you just a little bit. My friends, I love you. And good night. I can't affect. I can't remate. I can't affect. I can't believe you I'm not sure. I put my trust in you you prepare the place. Ah, I like the flexibility. Thank you for listening to the Perfect Peace Tower. We are a listener-supported ministry. Please support us with whatever the Holy Spirit places on your heart by going to our website, perfectpeacebaptistchurch.org. Join us each Friday at 8 p.m. for our live broadcast by visiting our website or by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. God bless.